Um, <clears throat> oh, still got some, still got some throat buddies. Mm. <laughs> My little TVs. <laughs> I like TVs. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you can check that, you can check that box on Tinder. You're just looking for throat buddies. <laughs> <laughs> throat buddies only. Throat buddies only. <laughs> or, or, or conversely, I'm not going to be your throat buddy. Uh-huh. Right. I want you to sit and talk to me after. <laughs> it's the idea of being like, oh, we're not dating. We're just throw buddies. <laughs> right. That's it's... what you tell the family at Thanksgiving, you know? <laughs> you can't... <laughs> Son, if you brought your throw buddy to Thanksgiving. Yeah, is it okay if I bring my throat buddy? <laughs> oh, no! It's so <laughs> vulgar. <laughs> but so pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another wonderful episode of Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And welcome, welcome, one and all, everybody. We love you so much, and we're so glad you're here for part four of our Saber Pirates arc. And guess what? This week, this week, things are going to get a little sweet because we are all working at a bakery. And all three of us work at a little bake shop. It's a very cute bake shop. And we make sweet confectionery treats for anybody who uh, arrives. And uh, we also all uh, share one body. (laughs) (laughs) Three minds, one body, one beautiful bake shop. And we're all cooking and trying to sort of escape from the flesh. Oh, We don't don't want to share a body. But (laughs) in the meantime, we're going to open a bakery. In the right. meantime, we've recognized that we have these while, strangely while dovetailing we, while, while skills. While we trawl the, you know, the necromancy tomes that they, uh-huh. <laughs> for some way out of this horrible spell. Yeah, it's like quantum leap, but what you know, we're we're trying to bake the tort that'll get us home, or mm-hmm. something. Right. I think right. The perfect cupcake will set you free. Yeah. 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 Every now and but then, it, you see a pair of like adult-sized hands seem to press at the inside of the stomach, and you just see these sort of like indents <laughs> of it. Uh, and you think, is there, is there like a person in there? Like, did you eat a person? No, yeah. there are just two, well, three boys trapped in one body. Wow. I actually, yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried because the way you described that at first, I thought it was like three consciousnesses, but now you're sort of implying that maybe there's three boys worth of body parts in there. <laughs> in like some, some kind sort of, of... body. <laughs> yeah. Like a big prison. <laughs> <laughs> Made of skin and bone. We're good at baking. Yeah, well, we're really what good is at life if not a prison made of skin and bone? <laughs> right? You you want one of our croissants? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? Well, very much like the sweet desserts that we bake at this bake shop, we have a little dessert after our three main courses, and that is a final saber writer episode. I and, could, yeah, I'll call this one a coda, I would think. Yeah, this is yeah. a coda. This is a, an epilogue almost. Where we are not doing we're not doing Pirates of Dark Water. That ship has sailed. No, I think we wrung we wrung all the all the blood out of that stone. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we are left with Saber Rider because we just, we're just not quite done with it. We had a little and bit more. We had a little bit more. We, what we wanted to do, and I, we spoke of this in the previous episode, our like wrap up on what to do, is we all watched the, the original Star Musketeer Bismarck episode in Japanese, and then we saw what the Americans done did to it in <laughs> yeah. English. And so it's not just me this time reporting on all the silly things that happened. It's, uh, <laughs> we've, we've all done it. We've all seen it. And then we're yes. going to do some kind of like combination discussion of all of it. Yeah. I, uh, I think ne- necessity is going to, to mean that this is probably, we should probably, it might even be a short episode, to be honest. I think it like probably will be a short It's, it's one, it's one segment where we get to t- talk about both. I am actually very excited because some of the changes are, are expected and some of them are bizarre. And I, I do, I do quite like this pot, like outside of the, the usual context we do this in, which is Sailor Moon, our yearly endeavor into Sailor Moon. Uh, I, I'm, I'm enjoying to get to do that in a, on another anime. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially where we can see these changes so like explicitly. Yeah. There's just, there's no, there's no like dancing around it. You can just see them back to back, both on YouTube and see exactly what they changed. Yes. So, uh, I mean, I'm trying to come up with a dive right in. Well, we, we, we all have to, all three of us have to will <laughs> collectively to dive right in because we only share one body. And how does that work? Pretty- pretty absorbed in making danishes right now (laughs) (laughs) so we'll wait rory to finish making a danish and then we will hopefully dive right in All right, here we go. Here we go. I, I, I'm so glad that you got to hear the Japanese theme to Seijushi uh, Bismarck because it's really great. <laughs> I, the more I listen to it, the more it's a banger. It is. Uh, it's, like a, it's like one of those slow burn spicy feelings where I'm like, I don't know. It's a little low energy. Oh, yeah, no, this is it. This is it. This is my vibe. Uh, we, we watched, like we said, both episodes here. And so we watched the Japanese version of this episode, Andromeda Karapita Otoko. Oh, God, I sound such a, I sound like such a shit when I do Japanese No, on this you podcast. sounded amazing. Keep going. Andromeda you sounded Kara- amazing. <laughs> Andromeda Karapita Otoko, which is the man for Andromeda. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love when you do that. You sound amazing. <sighs> Speak well, anime to me. I know you're. I know you're not being sincere, but the smoke up my ass does feel pretty good. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna allow it. It was episode 31 in the original. Uh, it was turned into the 15th episode because who fucking cares about the order when you adapt like this? And the 15th episode was called Jesse Blue. And here's a synopsis of the English version. The Outriders have placed April's father, Commander Eagle, in a gold casing. <laughs> so <good. laughs> Nemesis, Nemesis enlists the help of Jesse Blue to transport Eagle to the Vapor Zone. The Star Sheriffs pick up Jesse's ship as he passes by. 
Colt follows him in the Bronco Buster. A fight ensues between Jesse and Colt, first in the air and then on the ground. When the Outriders interrupt, Colt races back to Ramrod. Ramrod flies toward the Outrider base where Commander Eagle is being held and faces off with the latest renegade unit. And I think you'll find as we talk about this episode, the actual A to B to Z of this episode has not changed very much in a, in a way that I'm kind of pleased by. And it sort of makes sense as a show goes along. Like, you know, you don't want to be completely reinventing the wheel. But uh, most of the plot events are similar, if not exactly the same. Yeah. And I will say this is the most similar of yeah. the shown footage of any of the other episodes we've seen. Uh, but similar only, again, only in course of events, but not script, script-wise. Yeah. I mean, you know, as we've said many a time in the years of this podcast, we don't pre-screen stuff so that we can retain our uh, our, our sort of fresh energy. So we just kind of rolled the dice and picked one we thought might be fun. There probably uh, are other options that would have been more different, but still. I feel like, and I could be, I could be misremembering, that there's an important fact about the Draculas, or I apologize, the Deathculas. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that didn't come up in either of Austin's uh, uh, reports. Oh? Did he not tell us they were explicitly vampire Nazis? So that has not come up before. In other episodes, hot the, twist. the Nazi coding for these villains did not really present itself before. Um, and I can maybe speak to this just I, sort okay, of like... I was wondering about the translation. Like, if, yeah. the, if the tr I mean, English translation was more... Made to well, be more Nazi sounding? Uh, right. And that's, 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 a, that's a question I don't have an answer to in a full satisfactory way. So what, what Rory's referring to is that the, the big leader... Is it Nemesis? Is that what they call him in the dub? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the nemesis in the original and in the version of this episode that we watched with the subtitles from God knows where, right? Like, are they official? Are they fan subs? We don't really know. But these subtitles have them calling, have his lieutenants or whatever, calling him Fuhrer. And he refers to Jesse Blue as like one of his SS, SS officers. Yeah. 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 And, and so definite Nazi happening. And I will say... They use the words Soto and Shinetai, which both mean potentially Fuhrer and SS. They also have other synonym meanings that you could translate them as, as something like, you know... Uh, leader. Secret police and bad leader. Right, basically, right? I mean, like, like uh, I'm trying to come up with the right word. I mean, I could pull up my dictionary and find out. But, you know, something, something like, a, you know, big spooky leader... And like special forces or, you know, whatever, like evil squad, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Not evil squad. There were, <laughs> if, if you remember in history, at one Hitler's point, evil Jap squad moved in on the Western front. <laughs> at one point, Japan and Germany were sort of seeing eye to eye from a very, very yeah, it's long an distance odd, away. I might be I might be letting my American imperialism show a little bit, but it's an odd it felt odd now that the 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 team, the sort of like the core squad, is Japan, America, and England cast <laughs> cast against uh, the Nazis. It feels a little mm -hmm. bit revisionist. And uh, <laughs> knowing and what I know, also we also fought against the Nazis. <laughs> knowing what I know about their on uh, history of the time, it's kind of I guess sort of yeah. sits, sort of tracks that they're like China, no. We didn't go no, there. No. In where? I've... And when? 
Us? What? What peninsula? So they, uh, I, I, I've grabbed my dictionary now. Shinetai, the first the definition it says. You're thinking of is... somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so Shinetai says bodyguards, elite guards, imperial guards. And then if you go down to the second definition, it says, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Schutzstaffel? SS? I'm not sure, bad at yeah. German. So mm-hmm. it has SS as an official translation of that word in the same way that Sotol, uh, I know, is is also frequently used as Führer, uh, but also could be translated as Generalissimo or Supreme Ruler. So there's room to suggest that perhaps that the Nazi stuff... That is also a weird thing. Like, we're putting <laughs> Führer and Supreme Ruler with Generalissimo? <laughs> Hey, I don't know, man. But that's what I mean, right? Like, there's there's room to suggest that maybe this is a translator sort of seeing two data points and yeah, making a totally. line. There's also room to suggest that they are intentionally, or that they're they're sort of sort of aping at it without being explicit, right? Because right. they don't, you know, they're not wearing brown uniforms with armbands or anything. They are they are no. literally all Dracula people. Uh, <laughs> They and are all one, one of them is named Gooster, G-O-O-S-T-E-R, <laughs> which I just loved hearing. Um, so yeah, so I, I wanna I wanna just break down the beginning of this Japanese I, episode because yeah, I would love the to. biggest love differences were were in this sort of it first five Yeah, minutes. this opening scene were were wildly divergent. I yes. fucking love both the America the Americans yeah. hilarious. The Japanese has its has its high points. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so what's really interesting to me, first of all, so I guess as a as a blanket uh, observation, you know, the American episode is about two minutes shorter than the anime, and that is just you know so they can pack in more commercials, I assume. And, yeah. And that was just the custom at the time. Uh, so there are cuts being made here and there. Across the episode well, you know, that I'm not reading too much into. No, it's but you know just... what I noticed uh, as you mentioned this because uh, I watched them both. I think it's it's much much more pronounced watching them at a at a, at a 1.25 speed. The American one, they cut out frames, man. They 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 shape oh, yeah. frames. The the animation like looks really bad, sped up. Yeah, it's a weird tactic, right? I mean, like you want all the you want all the choreography, you want all of the the stuff that tells the story visually, but you also want it to be shorter to get more commercials in there. And so, what do you, yeah, what do you do? You just you 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 change it from being on twos to being on threes in weird scenes. Like that's that's a fucking bizarre choice. Like not only are you hack jobbing the story, but you're making the animation look shittier. Like yeah, well, and there's also. When you have it longer, there's just so much more dedication in the anime to environment, to setting scene and building, I don't know, building some sort of attitude or intentionality with uh, understanding like these first couple scenes, it spends like a full minute on just showing this, this world that Death Gila live in. This like, right. the streets of their base and the like the views and, and everything around it and just kind of sets up the environment where they live and all of that either gets sped by or is covered with, with narration. With shitty saber rider narration. Yeah, yeah. There is so much, the biggest difference I think it's just the American version does not shut up. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it layers on so much extra audio on top of everything. That, That's true. That's true for 
pretty much anime and American cartoons yeah. in general forever throughout time. Right. Um, right. Especially we can see it in these examples, right? I mean, like we we frequently noticed in Sailor Moon when they would just have like in, in the original, they'd just have like a cool moody shot. And then in the Japanese or in the English, we'd hear Serena's internal monologue going, oh, Darian or whatever. And it's right. like, they just have you to... could let a moment sit, dude. You could you do would that. Think, you would think <laughs> that you could. So, so yeah, we see all these shots and then, and then we have the divergent dialogue begins with uh, our main villain, the Fuhrer, the the evil skeleton man of some kind, uh, saying that there is this barren planet named Medius that I I guess they're from, and it is completely well, they're from devoid. the planet. You wait for correction because I, oh, I, right. I I don't have any more knowledge than you do. But they, uh, uh, yeah, it was a they, world maybe that they. Needed? I think that the, I think that they. Uh, my, my understanding, unless I'm completely off base, is that they keep essentially just consuming world after world. And then Medius is probably just their current one that they've been chilling on. And they're like, yep, we fucked this one up, too. We do need Earth. Let's right, keep going yeah. for Earth. So, right. So because they, they fucked up that planet, now Earth has now become their crucial strategy for survival, which is like an interesting... Yeah, uh, an interesting impetus to do anything. And we that also doing. see some form of effort to not conquer planets unnecessarily, right. uh, which is an odd thing for a race of Dracula Nazis. But apparently, they were, <laughs> <laughs> you know, slightly yeah. averse to war, to ta- to all out cosmic war. Uh huh. Again, which is why I'm I'm still sort of hesitant that that is the full author <laughs> intention to Nazi code them. But but nevertheless, it is still like an interesting layering of of intention and like goal. And they so they need this to survive and then they have their one ace in the hole is that they've kidnapped uh Admiral Lavelle or Admiral Eagle, uh who's April's dad. Mm-hmm. And this guy doesn't trust anybody to they have to move him somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's an odd. No, even in the Japanese, it doesn't really track. So, so these guys are all of these commanders are in agreement that they should use a standard prison ship to transport the prisoner. Uh, enter uh, Jesse Blue. <laughs> Perios. <laughs> yeah, and he suggests instead of using you know an already established prison transport, what if a high ranking you know military officer uh, just went and got him and. <laughs> By himself. And by himself, <laughs> uh, which is both dangerous and a dramatic waste of his talents and time. Uh, and yeah. the Fuhrer is immediately on board with this idea. And in exchange, uh, Jesse Blue gets to roam the galaxy free, causing chaos wherever he goes. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a weird... And this is, uh, to be clear, that may sound like a dumb thing the, the English version would in, like invent, but that's the original. Like, Perios just wants... He's like... He's going to get a promotion. Like the bad guy's going to be like, "No, you're going to I'll promote you if you do this right." And he's like, "I don't want a promotion. General. I want to do what I do right now, but I don't want to have to answer to middle management. I just want to I don't want to run around and cause mayhem by yeah, myself." Yeah, he gets poetic about it. <laughs> like an independent <laughs> chaos contractor. Right. And yeah, he's like, "I want to like sow my seeds of chaos among the stars or something, <laughs> you know, like All right, dude. Now over over in the American version, because that's about the end of the scene, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To say on it. Yeah. Uh, we open on Nemesis uh, just having some serious space on we just. 
Yeah, we have to play that. Whining about how bored how bored he is. Here's the quote. Boring. We live in the most boring dimension in the universe. Nothing ever happens here. So we crossed into the new frontier. Everyone there was having fun, but you don't know how to have fun. So you attacked them, but you even botched that. So I had to take charge. And he's just like berating his lieutenants and then one by one goes down the line and is like, Who will do the job? I can do it, sir. With Gatlin gone, I'm the best man to take his place. You are boring. I can do it, Nemesis. Just give me a chance. You're more boring than he is. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like a parody. It feels like a YouTube parody of this show. It's like the the Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged version of... (laughs) Of Star Musketeer Bismarck. It, if the plots weren't so similar, I'd guess that they didn't have a translation on time. Because it's 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 a wild interpretation of this scene that is unprecedented and and, and strange. It is funny having watched both in back to back and also seeing it as an adult and how absurd this choice was. But like. In and of itself, it's a nothing choice that makes no sense that I can see being confusing a little bit. And it's odd because, and and maybe, tell me if you didn't get this impression, but a couple of the lines of dialogue that he has in this dub almost make it sound like Nemesis wasn't on board with invading our dimension and is (laughs) blaming his lieutenants. uh, It it does what it it is what it sounds like. My impression is we're getting a very... uh, five-year-old's version of evil right where it's like this guy isn't uh you know he's not a jack he's not a space nazi with with you know you know uh dreams of conquering earth he's just like a bored monster yeah 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 and that can work like like, that can like like, there's a you know there's like a, a hot a hot androgynous final fantasy villain that could could deliver these lines like you know Oh, we live in the most boring dimension. And like, you know, sort of you could buy like a weird kind of sexy ennui from a villain. But this is a <laughs> well, this like is a, a Dracula. That was like Drusilla's whole thing, right? It was yeah. like bored being oh, bored. Well, well, she's a cartoon. Well, yeah. Bored. Like bored now. Like I don't I'm like this is. Yeah, that's that's cartoonish. <laughs> so and this is weird. This is, yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. Uh, also, I, I think this scene was a lot of fun because it sort of acknowledged how stupid the change was. Uh, it's sort of tongue in cheek. I don't know if it doesn't. I don't think it acknowledges it. I think it addresses it in a way that I found entertaining. Again, as an adult viewer, the how dumb it is that these people were changed from vampires to to vapor people. Because uh, because <laughs> uh, Nemesis will summon Jesse Blue, the the new name for uh, Perios. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like periods just, without the D. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesse Blue is just a hilarious. It, it, it's not bad, but it's, it's such a silly thing to get to. So it's such a silly name to workshop in a writer's room and come up with. Oh, um, what is it that what is it that Saber Rider says at the beginning of the episode? The narration. It was at the Outrider hideout where he appeared one day, suddenly right out of the blue. Perhaps that's why they called him Jesse Blue. Ah, uh, <laughs> boo, <laughs> boo. But, um, but uh, Nemesis summons in Jesse Blue, and one of his generals is like, "You bet, you can't do our job." <laughs> he basically <laughs> says, "Shut up, water." 
<laughs> yeah, cause, yeah, because because they're vapor and he's one of the fleshlings. Yeah, I don't like fleshlings. But I, I like I like addressing how dumb it is to be made of vapor and just like having yeah. this like cool hotshot pilot be like, shut up, water. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so so Jesse, you know, lays down his terms for what he's going to do with the prisoner. And then as one sort of final, you know, Nemesis is oh. on board, but as one final question oh to God. Jesse's, wait, Jesse, really quick, really quick, before you go, love you, love your whole deal. Uh, <laughs> now, Jesse, is it true you're in love with a star sheriff named April? Yeah, that's true. So? Vapor beings don't feel love. Tell me, what's it like? Painful, but it won't get in my way. <laughs> Imagine, imagine deciding to, out of nothing, add your villain asking what love feels like <laughs> to a scene that has nothing to do with this. Imagine, what? imagine if like Megatron asks Sam Witwicky in the middle of Transformers, <laughs> like, Sam Witwicky, what does love feel like? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm 13. Uh, it's, it's so fucking weird. And I will, I will go out, uh, no, I will say this just because we're it's going to come up all the time. And we mentioned this the last time Jesse Blue was uh, in front of our eyeballs. But this dude has the strongest, like, fucking incel vibes. Yeah. And it oh, hurts. yeah. It, it's really painful. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, this is what she gets for rejecting me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jesse Blue. <laughs> and at every turn, he is just like, he has the most punchable dialogue like all all of the things that he says to other characters where he's he's just as like i'm better than you i'm, Which I'm worth have, more than you I, yeah he i have mixed feelings about because on one hand he is cast as a villain we're not sort of like honoring his beliefs right but those those beliefs are cast as a reasonable explanation for his turn to villaindom. Right. Yes. Right. Yep. We, because being spurned by a member of the Saber Riders or the Star Sh God, the Star Sheriffs is not <laughs> part of the original character of Perios. He is just like he's sort of a he Prince Lotor type from Voltron, uh, who is sort of returned is like a favorite of the leader and, and was often Andromeda doing other stuff. And he's he's returned because they need to call all the forces back to focus on Earth. So he comes in as this hotshot who has not met anyone before. He's a stranger in the Japanese version. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, they went to all this effort to set him up as this, like, human character who turned, which, you know, we watched some of that uh, before. But So uh, much effort. Making so much entirely effort. New, new episodes to make this happen. And I'm going to say this. Maybe this is... Maybe you don't agree. I think that if it had been handled even slightly better, it's a much more interesting choice than the original version of this show. I agree. I agree. He's uh, he's got better villain vibes than either the Fuhrer or Nemesis have. Who yes. are both just kind of a sort of spooky entity. A um, oh shit! What's the name of the dragon in the uh, in Jackie Chan? Oh, it's like Shen Yu, something like that. But yeah, like he's sort of a sort of villainous spirit who doesn't do anything. He just sort of lurks far away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, the Jesse Blue character is a better villain. He's just fumbled every 
Every time yeah. he's got the ball. Like the idea that instead of just being a hotshot pilot who's also a Dracula, the idea that because they, they took the opportunity that he looks more human than the other Draculas and are like, well, wouldn't it be really cool if we had this human who had defected and was and was on the evil side? And that is, in a plotting sense, a better idea. And it's cool. I just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think it's I think it's admirable, maybe, maybe that like someone had that idea and someone approved like, OK, let's make like four new episodes. Oh, to he could fit that. perfectly into our gun safety PSA episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I think there was a good idea behind this um, and then a lot of bad ideas in front of it. Um, OK, let's jump to our star sheriffs a little bit here. So, yeah, we have a after this sequence and we know that we know that our Jesse Blue guy is is on the on the case to move, move, you know, Mr. Mr. Daddy, uh, Daddy. Admiral Daddy, Admiral Daddy, <laughs> Admiral Daddy. So they uh, the the next the next part, they they detect Jesse Blue flying to the Deathkilla base where they are uh, holding Commander Eagle. And I mean, that, I'm not going to get bogged down in the, the minute explanations of like the why and the wherefore they're, you know, oh, he's like, how how does he get past our detectors? Oh, no, he's totally fine. Like, like the, the, the explanations are a little different on either end. But uh, the the upshot is that both versions have Colt go by himself, presumably just to kind of like, scope out the situation like that's weird there's like one death killer fighter on their way where yeah. are they going although although in the japanese uh it's a fun little thing where colt decides to duck out and he lies and he's like you know what i'll check it out oh i'll come with you no i'm just going out for my morning stroll and then he <laughs> he zips out by himself uh versus the, when they make it be saber rider's idea <laughs> in, in the American, right. like, here's what we'll do. That's a great idea. We've got to follow in a small, quiet craft. Well, that's called being crafty, eh, Top Sword? Oh, great idea, Saber Rider. Top Sword. <laughs> 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 Fucking Top Sword. God. Uh. Uh, but, so, yeah, so Colt goes out to investigate. Meanwhile, we have to talk about Carbonite. Yes! Do you think that that the English version didn't use carbonite because they were worried about George Lucas being up their ass? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yes. The Japanese version, and you can hear them say it, literally say carbonite. Carbonite That the father, the prisoner, is frozen in carbonite, very a la Han Solo <laughs> from Empire Strikes Back. Um, well, and I don't know that uh, Star Wars has taken such strong cultural root in uh, in Japan, and I, I'm saying that as right. an honest question. Like, it's possible it did, but I I don't see it I, reverberating through their media the way I do in ours. It, mm-hmm. it I would say I believe it did. I believe it it definitely did. However, you know the their understanding of what terms are and aren't copyright uh, sure. maybe was less or known. Or the the Less you know willing, willingness to give a shit, yeah, right, yeah. Like, yeah. Is is fucking Lucasfilm gonna throw a fit over fucking Bismarck saying carbonite in one episode? Like, clearly, no. Empirically, we know the answer is they didn't. we know <laughs> it's they didn't flying care, flying. right? Uh, but it is extremely funny, and it was it was my first laugh of the episode when they do the little synopsis <laughs> in the middle middle of the intro theme for Saber Rider. 
of like Commander Eagle is suspended in solid gold. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he was frozen no. in carbonite explicitly. <laughs> but the dialogue about that is so fucking funny because <laughs> Jesse Blue shows up. There's this middle management guy who runs the base and is just kind of rankled that Jesse Blue shows up and is and is kind of taking charge. But they see that he's encased in solid gold. And he goes, Enclosed in solid gold. Whose idea was that? Mine. I thought he'd look kind of cute. Anyway, I've got a thing for gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, in that same scene, though, just before it, when he arrives on at this base, uh, mm. and there's this completely baffling exchange. Yes. Now, I'm taking custody of Commander Eagle. I want your full cooperation and no interference. How do you know where he is? I know. He's a smart one. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Delicious um, and delectable. Delicious. Yeah. So the the rest of the episode is essentially this showdown between Jesse Blue slash Perios and Colt. Uh, and which I they, like. I'm, I'm going like to go on it. record. This this is a trope of space opera or whatever you want to call the genre that we're living in, right? Like this is a trope of of this kind of story that I really do appreciate where there is kind of a a, a professional admiration almost between the good guys and the ace pilot from the bad guys who shows up and is always a thorn in their side, but they're like, but damn, he's good. <laughs> I, I I like that trope a lot. And it's uh -huh, used this in like anime a fair amount. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like it it shows up in in uh like the Battlestar Galactica show has like that one that one Cylon ship that's like been around forever and never died and like kind of learned and gotten awesome. Like, oh, is it Scar? They call it Scar. Yeah, it's like I don't right. know. There's there's a fun there's a fun DNA in there that I like. And I thought it actually worked a little bit better in the English, only because the Japanese pays a little more lip service to like proper military, you know, hierarchy and procedure. Mm. So that in the middle of a of a uh, you know, military operation transporting a high value prisoner to be like, let's go off and fight with our fists. It didn't make <laughs> a lick of sense. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. it does make a lot more and sense. Yeah. In the Lucy Goosey, in the Lucy Goosey Saber Rider and the Star Riders, Star Sheriffs, it's, uh, ironically, because the show establishes less. This scene makes more sense. <laughs> however, however, I will say that I was, I found myself able to follow the action sequences in the Japanese version far better and f sort of follow the, I don't know, the A to B to C of, of these action sequences of the, this like canyon fight in their ships. And then when they land and, and I don't know, I, everything, I everything think that probably speaks easier. to some, some, some cut some cut shots. Well, I, I don't, I don't it's know not just that for that. sure. But. It's not just the cut shots. It's also because they don't layer over dialogue on everything. Right. And I felt like without the extra distraction, it might just be my brain, but with the extra distraction they add in the American version of just like constant, constant narration on everything happening, this bickering dialogue. Yeah. No Jesse second Blue, is like, left. I'm much better of a pilot than you because I'm incredible. And then well, Colt being howdy like, howdy, you're rope and dope and yeehaw. You're less, in, you're less incredible than a cow in a, in a, in a dog house. The, there, like, yeah. there is, I, I almost want to, I think we should play it. Their tete-a-tete -tete of one-liners back and forth goes on way too long. Oh, God, so I know. Bad. It's awful. 
They sent the cowboy. Jesse Blue! Cowpoke. Turncoat! <laughs> this is a piece of country pie! Huh? How'd he get behind me? <laughs> Scratch one Bronco Buster. Hey, nobody can follow me through here! <laughs> Except me. Say ya, Jesse! Out here. You got pretty good at playing follow the leader, huh? You mean follow the loser. <laughs> Last time I saw you, you were such a tenderfoot you couldn't follow an elephant down a bowling alley. Times change. While you were getting older, I was getting better. Yeah, let's pop these puppies and find out just how thick you are. This is my outlaw armor vehicle. I call it the Badlander. It's custom made for fighting star sheriffs. Looks a little bulky to me, partner. Know what I mean? It casts a long shadow that will eclipse the stars of cavalry command. Know what I mean? Where I come from, they got a saying. The bigger they are, the quicker they discombobulate. Or something like that. Now, if you got a hang-up about star sheriffs, partner, go ahead and make your move. And so, yeah, I was, I was less able to track <laughs> some really, actually pretty cool action sequences. Like, yeah. I actually really liked these ships, like, sort of dogfighting each other and then when they land for this honor duel and Colt is just in his power armor. And then Jesse blue is in this like transformed ship. That is him piloting the ship as like a mobile unit with a whip and everything. Like it's cool. Like there's some cool stuff to it. I just wish it wasn't completely choked out by additional dialogue. I agree. They have the same conversation in both versions uh, where it's like, Hey, you're in this huge fucking suit. Well, why don't you make this fight fair and get out and fight me one-on-one, like, for real? But in, in the English version, after he does, he's like, yeah, whatever, I'll come out and I'll fight you. I'll always beat you. <laughs> Colt runs at him and yells, This is my weapon. Me! Me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I also love that in the American version... Every time either one of them turns on their ship, they have to announce what type of power it is that they're turning on. Uh, mm. Because Colt says, Valiant power? Oh. Whenever his ship takes off, his Bronco Buster <laughs> jet. And then Jesse says, Vapor power on. Whenever yep. his ship turns on. It's also worth mentioning. I know we're just sort of ping-ponging, but the, 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 the music is... And I don't know that we've ever explicitly mentioned this at all. The music is completely recomposed for Saber Rider. Yeah. They don't reuse any of the music from Bismarck. And yeah, at least Sailor Moon got a lot of the same music. Yeah. I think that... Except Rainy I think Day that Man. Largely, the composer actually does a pretty damn good job for Saber Rider. It's some, it's some decent music. The main theme is obviously a banger, and they use that motif a lot. And I, I'm, I'm on board. This episode had some pretty sweet examples of both though because in the original there's like during one of those like long montages where there's no text over top there's some pretty fucking gnarly guitar in the original that i love yeah, so good That being said, 
when they start the duel, the mano a mano duel in the uh, in the English version, we get some pretty sick Mexican trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very tropey and stupid, but I'm a sucker for those. I do like them. I like the trumpets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so their duel is ultimately broken up by Decula and the Star Sheriffs arriving. Arriving, And uh, so that allows them to kind of go back to their respective forces. Uh, and Colt goes back aboard the ship and they, you know, transform... And on this, as they are deciding to pursue Deathkila or, or the Outriders, uh, there is another one of these Saber Rider lines that makes sure he's still the main character. You want to drop it. They say, We've got to get down there fast. You're the top sword, Saber Rider. If you say it, we do it. Right, Fireball? Right. <laughs> it just sounds like. Isn't that right, Fireball? Isn't Fucking that say right? it. You weren't kissing <laughs> April, were you? <laughs> that's a main character only main characters kiss fuck yeah, yeah it's it's very it's it's very silly i'm i'm i love i love this final scene a lot but maybe it's just my brain for it but like they they show up to the base after beating everybody and jesse blue has made off with commander eagle he's he's left uh and they they don't find him what they do find is the, uh, shall we say, the, the gold, the solid gold, or the carbonite, um, where he used to be. The cavity, the the the, the daddy shape, hole, the daddy cavity. And 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 April's <laughs> like, I'd recognize that daddy hole anywhere. Like for whatever reason, she's like she. In the English version, it makes a little more sense almost because Saber Rider being the main character comes in and is like, we didn't find it, but we found him where he was. But in the Japanese version, she just runs up to the daddy hole and is like, I know this was him. Like she recognizes his shape or something. I don't know. It's, it's odd. It's very odd, but yeah, uh, but that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of where we end, right? Well, they end in slightly different ways. The, the biggest difference is the English version brings back Saber Rider's narration where he just straight up says, <laughs> And in time, it paid off. For in the end, we did find her father. Ah, but that's another adventure of Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs. Just to, cool. like, just to completely... To ruin like, the tension. Ruin any tension whatsoever. It's it's just that, yeah, no, we, we did find it. You don't have to tune in next week if you don't want to, because <laughs> we did. We, we took care of it. We found him. But you know what? You know what? Bringing up Pirates of Dark Water again, maybe it would have been nice for for like eight year old Andy if, you know, having an, an inkling that maybe they'd get canceled at the end of one of the episodes if they'd been like, but don't worry, we did get all the thirteen treasures of rule, but that's <laughs> that's for another story. So that at least I could have been like, well, I guess they, even if I didn't get to see it, they did get it, you know, but they didn't let me have that. Well, and I can it. imagine a certain a certain kind of young person, you know, having some legitimate stress about about a just sort of missing beloved character. Yeah, uh, I don't know that Admiral Eagle is is any is any kids like. Oh, thank God! <laughs> <priority>. <laughs> yeah. Just some kid doodling doodling him in their notebook. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, 
it's there's there's a lot of baffling choices, but I do I I guess I guess I'm 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 intrigued by the ones that were made and worked uh, in the context of the ones that made no sense. Like, like the this world is boring. We don't know how to have fun. Like, I don't know where the hell that's going. It's such a strange flex. Like it, it, to, to decide that that is your whole villain motivation is <laughs> is some sort of boredom related mission of. <laughs> having fun i mean again it's like this this strange footloose thing that they're doing are they gonna redeem the death killer at the end of the dub like I mean, they te- it, like are they're gonna it teach almost them seems like it yeah like it almost seems like it. i mean they are vapor people who who haven't <laughs> been killed they just sort of go back although they did say that they defeated gatler uh the sort of like mini boss from another episode and that they've mm-hmm. dealt with him and he's been taken care of. But does that mean, what does that mean? What the, does the, that mean? What does that mean in the context <laughs> of not killing anybody and they just go home? They just go home. Yeah. I, I also, this is, this is just an idle question, but at the beginning of this episode, Jesse Blue's meeting with the bad guys and they're in the vapor world and they're like, how did we get a human here? And Nemesis is like, I brought him. And while in this new world, Jesse threatens to vaporize one of the lieutenants. What does that mean when vaporizing just sends you home? What if you vaporize someone and they're already home? Is that actual death or does it send them? Well, I don't. Yeah. And also, what is it seems extra weird to have somebody like Jesse on your team who is mortal. Right. And doesn't Mm -hmm. doesn't reform, doesn't. It's, you know what? We can't fucking do this. No, we can't. We can't. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, it is a brand new year, and I know we're into February now, but listen up. We got to talk about Patreon. You got off easy this January. Uh, but now February, it's it. We're back. We're back with the asks. We're back. We just have our humble request, and that is to go check out our Patreon. And we have so much good stuff on there. One, uh, if you enjoyed Dune, that's because of Patreon. We get to do really cool stuff because of Patreon. We also have a new Patreon-only episode that is available now, and it is about the Warrior King. That's right. Everyone's favorite character on the USA Action Extreme Team Network, uh, who wasn't actually uh, from any of those shows, never had his own show, uh, but he dated Chun-Li. And then we watched three other episodes where he shows up. Yeah, we just sort of followed him on his cool adventures. Uh, and that's that's just one of... of many Patreon pieces of content that we got banging around in there for the low price of $5 a month. You get all of our extra content. Yeah, uh, did we do a Totally Spies episode? We did. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Shane Shane made us do a Totally Spies. Uh, that was like the, the Magical Girl bonus episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a good time. There's some there's some weird fucking shit in there, uh, including a video of Rory getting sorted into his Hogwarts house. Oh, uh, that's which... a very fun one. I mean, it, it was <laughs> the 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 pain of experiencing it was uh, the art. The I think the art is worth the suffering that, that we all do for our for our art. 
Yeah. Or am I just desperately clinging at, you know, making that a worthwhile experience <laughs> that I, I can't admit to have not been worth something? It, it has to have been art. Or why did I sit through this? <laughs> or why did I let them potter me? <laughs> uh, if you give us a dollar a month, even just a dollar a month, this will happen to you as well. We had a new patron show up this January. And we really appreciate him. His name is Adam, and we're shouting him out. Big love to Adam. Thanks Thank for, you joining for joining the family. Oh, we. That's right. Because you're in our family now, you have to show up for Thanksgiving, or we'll be pretty upset. <laughs> At $5, like I said, you get all the extra content. Uh, $8 and $11 are our sort of prestige tiers. Uh, there are, you're, you're a big Mr. Money Bucks if you do that, but uh, they also involve some custom uh, postcards that Shane, our, our lovely friend who's a co-host on Infinite Backlog, Shane designs a monthly postcard. And I urge you to go check those out. They're really fun. I think uh, everyone in, in those tiers has has very, really enjoyed it. We've gotten some people who've sent us like photos of their like postcard collection up on their refrigerator. Warms my heart. Yeah. I'd like to think of our Patreon tiers kind of like a, a tiered wedding cake where the base, the base cake is for like the third string wedding guests, but they still like, <laughs> it's still pretty good cake. But then as you go up the like smaller cake levels are like better flavors and yeah, that's, it's like that is what it is. Mostly, mostly if you like what we're doing, if you like our podcasts, we put in a lot of work for you and we do it for free. This is not a, this is not a guilt trip, but I know for a fact that some people just don't know that we have a Patreon. So that's why we do this. So uh, yeah. if you are, if you want to support us, you want to throw some money our way so that we can help make these shows better, please check it out. The link's in the show notes. Cool, cool, cool. Listen up, my, my fellow bakers, star bakers. Uh, we ah. are uh, finishing our last uh, patisserie. Uh, I I don't know, man. Oh uh, well, oh, you're, who, you're who making... I look to. And you're look you're who I look to to name pastries. So <laughs> hey, uh, I got a name of a pastry for you. Out. How about yeah. Bismarck's? Oh, that's good. That's good. We're making Bismarck's over here. We're making well, our, our final Bismarck's. Well, you are, and my leg is itchy, and it's poking out of your arm or something. I don't really know how this all works. It's very cramped in here. With three men in a body making making pastries, Andy. I know it's very simple. It's my fault. <laughs> it's my fault. I'm I'm an I'm the idiot. Uh, this this has been a very fun time. I think it lasted longer than we expected. I, but we we walked into these shows several weeks back, going, "We'll try it." <laughs> yeah, this this may be, may I dare to say, this may be one of our most self-indulgent arcs of the show we've done. <laughs> like, I have to assume that that people are enjoying this, but this is well, kind of for we us, go nuts, right? right? Like, yeah. we always have to assume that, otherwise we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll spiral into insanity. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. Saber Rider feels like something just for us. It does. And in that regard, I think we have to tell a goodbye. We got to move on. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. And honestly, I, for a laugh, I really could see myself watching another couple uh, Bismarck 
and Saber Rider episodes because it's it's such a trip to see what they did. <laughs> well, and I got to say, when the pandemic first hit and I first felt that sadness, you know, the deferred sadness that happened, because immediately you're like, wow, what the fuck's going on? And then, like, it slowly set in over the first couple months. When I first hit that bottom, I was like, guess I'll finally watch 100 episodes of Naruto. And I watched 100 <laughs> episodes of Naruto. I didn't enjoy it. But if I watched both the the original version of this show and the Saber Rider version of this show, that's the same amount that I, of Naruto I watched. So I don't I don't really have an excuse. And I think it would I'd have a, a lot more fun than I did watching Naruto. So... Uh, maybe 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 I'll get on this in this train as well. I might watch. This a is gonna more get. Too. This is this is about to be a, a little snobby. Uh, oh, but okay. I, I, but I frequently fail at this task. <laughs> so so keep bear that in mind. As it sounds as it sounds elitist, but know that I frequently do not do what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I think I'm if I'm sitting down to watch a little TV and I think and I think to myself I'm probably gonna watch two or three episodes. I try to remind myself there's movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, boy. <laughs> like some that you remember that now sort of been a little culturally enriched by the end of it. Like your time's not a not just been sort of sucked up by the television monstrosity. Sure, yeah. which even though there's good TV, but it still kind of feels like it it can be doled out at, at a reasonable pace. And anytime you watch, you know, two hours of TV and not a movie, I I feel a little guilty about it. Well, I know, and it's the same. I feel like it's the same failing at math that we always do when we're thinking about like ugh, microtransactions in a video game what what this skin this this stupid skin that i want costs four dollars fuck that and then we go to starbucks it's like it's the same it's the same weird shit it's like i just dropped six dollars on a stupid latte or whatever why can't i justify sure i'll pay the delivery fee to get boba yeah the fucking delivery fees for yes yes exactly we're not very good at at, <laughs> at doing that because it's. I feel like it's the same scenario where you're like, "Ah, oh, movie's so long," and then you're up for five hours marathoning. <laughs> well, yeah, well, watching, yeah, just uh, <laughs> twelve episodes of one show. Yeah, right. And then you still have three seasons left. Yeah, it's like <laughs> buckle up, fucker. <laughs> I would love that on the trucker hat. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh well thanks a lot boys thanks for for joining me in this in this single body to make all all kinds of tasty pastries uh to go through uh parts of dark water and stop watching parts of dark water rest in peace rest (laughs) in peace i think uh there's probably still goodness in it and i'd like to see it someday (laughs) <laughs> just not on this podcast probably not we're, we're gonna be out of here now so we're gonna see you next Tuesday Tuesday